Welcome to Bonus Barrel. I'm Rob, and with me today is... Left. It's Angie. And today we find out answers to questions. And the question is, is Jeff's interest in historical video games greater than my lack of interest in historical games? I would, I would say probably. Will his enthusiasm manage to keep me awake during the entire <laughs> section? That's what we're going to find out later. Uh, but for now, I think we have news. And uh, we are actually 475 subscribers away. Guess what? We got 475 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Actually, we got, a, we got a few uh, Twitter followers. We have? Yeah. So we do? No, no, no. no. We need 475 more. Okay. To get youtube.com slash bonus barrel. Exactly. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream yeah. of bonus barrel. We'll retire after that. So last week, we were worried about something. We were worried about Gangplank, if he'd ever come back. Mm-hmm. I got an update on that story. Oh, cool. This, this was updated like the day after we recorded it. <laughs> no. This is from rockpapershotgun.com. No, League of Legends Gangplank ain't dead. Just the other week, the guys at Riot Games implied they were killing off one of the League of Legends characters. A piratic... Piratical? That's what they have. A piratical dude called (laughs) Gangplank, whose storyline got turned on its head for an event called Bilgewater Burning Tides. Uh, So they, as we already discussed, they fake killed him off. Uh, But they said in the next patch, he'll be playable again, which is coming out that week or this week, I guess. And he has a new new default appearance that uh, makes him look like he's so like he's, a robot. He's or a little ghost. upgraded or something. Yeah, he has like a robot arm and stuff now, but he's the same character. So they took the character out for a day or for a week, I guess, mm. and now they run it back. Okay. Kind of what we predicted, actually. I yeah. still think it's annoying, to be honest with you. At least it's only a week, though. You really can't have much to complain about a week. Yeah, you got something to complain about. Well, you could. If, if you're hard, if you were hardcore to complain, I think you could complain. If you're only a gangplank player who played professionally, or just love gangplank, then you can. Wait what What if uh, listener Amanda couldn't play Sylvanas for a week? Oh yeah, she'd be mad. She would be mad. She would be, she mad. Would be personally affected by it. Wouldn't have as much fun with the game. Would be sad. So we now know we have. We yeah, know that's true. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Final Fantasy twelve is it coming to the PS4 next? Question mark. Push Square thinks it might be. Fantasy twelve. Well, the, so it said social media erupted last night during a Distant Worlds concert feature. Final Fantasy twelve composer Hitoshi Sakimoto speaking during the event. Uh, introduction conductor Ernie Ross said that a remake of the aforementioned PS2 favored them the way, although it's likely that he meant to say remaster. Given their current way of going, yeah, I think that's, that's, okay. that's what I thought. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love twelve. Well, I've been I've been thinking about trying twelve and thirteen because I've never Ooh, played I like them. them. So I've been kind of looking at getting because those are for three sixty as well, right? Yeah. So I can I can play those. I've been thinking about it, but twelve is a blast. It's different from the series. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, the, I've seen it played, and I I played a little bit of it. I didn't like it, um, mm. but I'm thinking now I may want to try. It. People's tastes in games change. Games I didn't yeah, like as a kid, I've, I've come to like and appreciate mm-hmm. now. So yeah, maybe maybe you will. But yeah, it seems like a kind of like an inevitable thing. I and mean, we've got 10 and 10 too. Yeah, yeah, it's so, very true. So. 12. And then, and then we'll, we'll, skip get it a, over we'll get a 13 HD remake <laughs> for the, an HD HD remake for the PS4. What's one example of a game that you didn't like as a kid? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm on the spot. 
Something I liked. There's a lot of games that I liked as a yeah, kid. Yeah, that don't like now. Don't like anymore. But what's something you didn't like? Well, genres, I guess in my case. I didn't like entire genres. Okay. So anything that wasn't an RPG or a platformer was <laughs> the only thing that I wanted to play. I hated fighting games, and I've grown to like fighting games quite a bit. Uh, and I, I stayed pretty consistent with the genre of games that I like. You know, it's hard to think of an example of, of that. I'm though. sure there's some. That I didn't like much when I was younger. That I that I liked when I was older. But I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's a good topic, though, actually. Yeah. Um, but I know that I didn't like. Wouldn't touch a first person shooter, but or a third person shooter. Oh, I like them. I just don't like. For a long time, the settings were you know basically boring historical settings like World War Two and stuff like that, or uh, you know generic sci fi settings. But now there's been some new ones that are colorful, like like Horizons, a third person. Shooter, I guess. Yeah. That looks amazing. The, the setting looks great. I'll have a lot of fun playing that. And Last of Us is one of my favorite games and third person shooter slash yeah, stealth. Fair. That's fair. The other games I would never have played when I was in high school, I'd be like, it's not an RPG and it's <laughs> not in free disc. So what? I'm not paying for that. It's not Same. worth it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm paying for those three It games. has to have that. Even as long as the case looked like it had. Because some games will come. We're talking about yeah, PlayStation yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And some PlayStation games will come in those thick ones, right? The thick two double. Double length disc or case, sorry. D- d- I guess a double sided jewel case. Anyways, but it only sometimes only one game in there. The manual might be extra thick. They might have might might have a demo. But if it had that that dual that two stacked together case, it's like I'm getting my money's worth. I'm buying, I'm buying that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so in other news, Vega was revealed for Street Fighter Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought that up because I like Vega. He was my favorite when I was younger. Same. He, he had was... that cool claw on the mask. Yes. Yeah. Known in Japan as. I, oh, yes, that's yeah. right. I, I knew that, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, he was, he was not in the last few games, eh? I'm not sure I haven't played four or anything, so. I perused the comments and it seemed to imply that he hasn't been around, that he was not even in uh, Street oh, Fighter so 3 or something. It seems big that he's making a comeback, because I mostly just played Street Fighter 2 and all the variants of 2. Um, so he, he, like, like you said, he was one of my favorite characters, although he's actually a, a, a character that I used to really like. But I hate him now. When I play Street Fighter 2, I can never be Vega anymore. He's really weak compared to everybody else. Um, was he in Alpha? Street Fighter 3 Alpha? Or 2? What? In, in the Alpha series. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't remember him from Alpha. Yeah. I remember him from 2. I played Street Fighter 2 when it came out. He was the character I used the most mm-hmm. in it. Because he had a claw and a cool mask. Yeah. Favorite Street Fighter? I guess two, because I haven't played many of them. Most, okay. Which one of the two? Yeah. Whatever one was the first one that came out. Street Fighter 2. Championship Edition. Blank. <laughs> Boring. Uh, I mostly played Street Fighter 2 Turbo. That's mostly what I've played. Um, but Championship Edition probably the best one. Also, uh, oh, also I, three for me. I did play oh, yeah. the I played the remake. The one, the HD remake for the Xbox 360, way, way back. Xbox Live only. And it was the... Same, Street Fighter 2? Yeah, it was the Udon artist. The, guy who, who, the guys who do the comic books. They redid it all. I hear it doesn't play very well, actually, and I haven't played That's it in years. Bad. But I got it because the art was really nice looking, and I didn't care about it after that. So that's cool. I'm glad that Vega is reappearing. Street Me Fighter. too. Yeah, that's really good. Maybe we in Smash. Of <laughs> No, you can never put a Street Fighter in Smash because uh, you got to do the combos. You used already there. I know. <laughs> um, so, in PS4 news, this one I'm interested in. I think yes, I'm actually going to buy PS4. it. Going against my thing about not buying digital games, but I'm going to get this. It's digital only. It's called um, where is it? Everybody goes to Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Have you guys heard about this? And it's done by uh, the, the same one, same team that did, um, I think, Alone or Gone Home or whatever. I, I didn't play it. So I'll just give you a blurb, and this is from Push Square. 
It's the end of the world in PlayStation 4 exclusive. Everybody's gone to the rapture. And you're free to explore remains of a deserted uh, I don't, I can't. I don't know what that word is. Village. The vision of the apocalypse may lack fire and brimstone, but the launch trailer embedded below depicts just how harrowing things can be when a settlement is suddenly desert, deserted. Obviously, the audio adds to the creepy atmosphere. The game is out 11th of August, so maybe by the time this episode's out or shortly before, in North America. And if you pre-order right now in the U.S., you'll get access to a nifty theme. Uh, I wish... Who did it? I think it's like... <laughs> Let me say it's wrong, but I think it's like China Room or something. So is this game, like, the basic principle of the game is that people... Humanity has been raptured. Yeah, but and people disappear. And so, you're, so you're a sinner that's so left. So I read... I don't, I'm assuming it's a biblical <laughs> rapture. I read a little bit of the interviews, and I think I watched one of the trailers, and it looks like you'll be able to explore this town, and there'll be people who are left, survivors and stuff. Uh, I don't think there's combat. I think it's more of an exploration game. Yeah. And you'll be able to find snippets of people who were, what happened to them right before. There's like echoes left, and you can kind of see what they were doing right before they were raptured away. And it seems like it's a really cool game. And I think I'm going to pick that's it up cool. the day it comes out, if, as long as it's not crazy expensive. That's, a, that's kind of an interesting premise. I like, I like that. Yeah, I like, I like apocalyptic stuff, especially creepy ones. Yeah. And uh, the rapture is pretty creepy. Yeah. I mean, very cool. Yeah. It's digital only. Yeah, I don't like that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyways. I know. It's just, I might throw up afterwards. I'll probably take a nice cold shower. So I got something. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Please just, go just ahead. Um, so it's Gamescon. Yeah. Um, in Germany right now, and so the MMO titan that is World of Warcraft of released their or announced their sixth expansion. Oh, did they announce just expansion? Today. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, so there's a whole bunch of new features coming to that game. What's, what can you remember any? Uh, they're adding in. What, artifact weapons where they're like legendary weapons from the lore of Warcraft mm-hmm. that each individual spec gets for each class kind of thing oh, there's wow. like 36 new weapons and you just use that weapon from basically I think the new level cap's 110 <laughs> yeah I know it's such a weird arbitrary number I find um, and then you'd be using only this weapon so they have that they have these weird class halls oh, cool. and they're completely revamping PvP uh, how so? Uh, for the better like, you know, um, they're changing. Like, there's no more honor system, and you have a, like a talent-based PvP system. So as you progress, you unlock specific talents for PvP, and mm. it, it's more accessible. Because when I used to play a lot, oh, I love WoW, and I you tried to PvP, but it was always such a steep curve. If you had only mediocre to crappy, crappy to mediocre gear, anyone who has like better gear than you is gonna walk mop the floor. Just for like for some context, I almost only PvP. Oh yeah, so you probably. I, oh yeah, well we never that. we were me and my friends never didn't raid, so we were always like we had the, the best PvP gear we could possibly get without okay. being really good at arena and being a really high raider. So we I would say. In terms of percentage, our gear were like seventy-five to eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. And so we were able to hold our own because we were pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that is no longer going to be a thing, really. Oh, gear, that's cool. gear, and PvP is going to play more of a minor role to your combat. Kind of okay with that. Actually. Yeah, so am I. Um, it'll give a lot of people people involved in PvP because when I play it, I always just stay away because I just I can't even compete, so I don't even bother. Oh, it's so fun. So I'm really glad to hear that that's changing and they're yeah. adding like a whole new continent and oh, a demon hunter class. Oh, new class. Yeah, it's like now that's yeah. a little exciting. Like Illidan demon hunters. So they're really cool. Very cool. Illidan. Demon hunter. Well, Illidan's like a demon hunter. Right? Is he? Yeah. I thought he was just a demon. No, 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 no. He right. drank demon blood right, right, right. or something. He transformed. Like yeah, he used old to Illidan. Be, yeah, old Illidan, okay. right? So, um, that's a new class, and there's like a whole quest line. I don't know how to play. They play like Death Knights, like how you start off at a high level. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's the same hero idea. class. Yeah, hero finally. Class. Yeah, I guess. another one, right? So, yeah. so really cool stuff coming from them. So, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, PlayStation Now, do you guys remember that? Uh, it sounds familiar. It's that Sony service where you would basically stream games. Mm-hmm. 
I got a little article about this one I, that I grabbed. It's from Push Square as well. It says PlayStation Now subscriptions shrunk down to PS Vita. So PlayStation Now has proven to be something of an anticlimax. Uh, so this is from the article's perspective. Don't get us wrong, the technology is impressive, but Sony struggled to stumble upon a business model that makes sense for both the company and the consumers. And that's dampened the enthusiasm for the service somewhat. Um, still, the organization has invested heavily in the technology, and we doubt it's going to be thrown away. In fact, while it may not seem like it now, streaming games through the internet will probably be the norm in 15 years or so, which is sadly true. Yeah. So it's better that it works out all the kinks now while I have a chance. And the next entry in this checklist to extend subscription functionality to the PlayStation Vita will be introduced already as of this recording to North America. So what that means is you'll be able to stream over 125 classic PlayStation 3 titles to your PS Vita. So this is this is streaming in the sense of like almost how I use Netflix for streaming video. This yeah. is like streaming games. Yeah. Okay, okay. And so you'll be. Like, I wasn't sure if it was like a streaming service like Twitch or something like that. Oh no 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 no! It's, no. it's you. You're renting. Games. So it's yeah, twenty dollars yeah. a month, which is pretty high for a subscription fee. But yeah, that's, that's pretty uh, PlayStation Three games on your Vita is pretty nice. Yeah. Problem is, you'd, you'd have to be connected. So is it so, only for Vita, or is it are they only no, no, having success? only having success on the Vita. It's already the on the PS4 and yeah. stuff. So they're releasing it to the Vita now, so they can get some more money. Oh, because it's not doing so well. Yeah, interesting. Um, I sent Seiji a trailer. I sent you both trailer, but you ignore us online. I do. Poi, 3D platformer being kickstarted for the Wii U. Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, it's cute, eh? Little oh. Mario, little Mario. I don't know. Oh. It seems. Kind of low quality, but I guess it's. But an it's indie not game. finished, and it is an indie game. So Poi P O I for those who are uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's a it's a game that these guys are two 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 dudes who are making for the Wii U and a PC. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, and uh, it looks. It's, I mean, it's basically Mario uh, 64, uh, straight up, but with a different character. <laughs> but uh, it looks it looks a little charming. I thought I figured I'd bring it up just to mention if people are interested in checking it out. I I didn't. Kickstart it, so I guess I'm not putting my money where my mouth is. <laughs> but it, it, I thought it looked pretty cool, and it's nice to see people still trying to support the Wii. I mean, it's dead, and no one cares about it ever. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, ZJ. Mm-hmm. I love the Wii still. It, it's it's a good system. It's good. It's nice like more it. games. I, uh, no, it, it is great. It's just I, I'm sad for it because I feel like Nintendo is kind of like, we'll see you later. We're going to go on to the next one, which but I'm also excited that, about. Yeah, exactly. Soon, though. It's pretty soon. With the old and with the new. <laughs> That's right. Mega Man, but on the same topic. Ooh, of, I just hear Mega Man yeah. in my ears. Mega Man's... <laughs> they're going to go down. Uh. Mega Man's creator, Red <laughs> Ash Kickstarter, fails to meet funding. Oh, goal, But no. the game will still be made. Okay. Uh, thanks to a deal. So I got this information from GameSpot. Uh, the kickstarting funding campaign for Keiji Inafuna's Red Ash, the incredible legend... Nope, sorry. The indelible legend... Was ended with five hundred nineteen thousand of the eight hundred thousand gold pledge. Now I have another news article to link up with this one in a second, but uh, it's still going to be made because the first chapter, Red Ash, titled the Cal Cannon Incident, will be developed thanks to publishing deal between Inafune's Comcept Studio and Chinese company Fuse Entertainment. Thanks to the investment from Fuse, we have now secured the budget to create our original vision for the prologue game, which means we'll be able to create Cal Cannon in its entirety. And this means that backwards now we'd explore and uncover the mysteries of the game. And so, because of that partnership with it, even though they didn't make, didn't you know, didn't make um, quite enough, right, yeah. they were still able to make the game. But the reason why I wanted to, before we talk about that, I wanted to add this one because I think they lead into each other. Is Mighty Number no. Nine has been officially delayed to 2016? I guess from Jeff's face, of his horror, <laughs> he did not know that. Uh, I take it you knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was just thinking that this game is supposed to come out 
this September. Month. Wasn't it August originally? S- uh, well, it was or early September, September and then yeah. I think October after that. So actually. last year it was, it was September-ish. Yeah. yeah. So no, I was just thinking that's coming out soon. So here's a uh, blurb from Wii U Daily. Uh, getting all the news sources, Jeff said, and so am I, but I already knew about it. So... Just just says the development cycle of my number nine has been something of a roller coaster. Actually, there's a blurb right from the game's con announcement. Although we understand that everyone was looking forward to playing Mighty Nine, as soon as it is possible, a release delay is going to be announced for the game at Gamescom 2015. This is a project that would not have existed without the support of our backers, so we at least wanted to deliver the news to our backers before it's officially announced. We are unable to confirm a final release date at this time. However, we will be aiming for a release in quarter one, 2016. Once the solid release date is set, we will announce it immediately to our backers and fans so that we can change it instantly. That last part was mine. Of course, it is important to explain why exactly the game is being delayed. As we have communicated in the updates to our backers, all the core content from the game is developed and in a complete state. However, there are still bugs and issues pertaining to the online features that are included in the game. These bugs and issues have a direct effect on the enjoyment of the game, so a decision was made to work these issues out before release. And, uh, yeah, so... Release days, like... I, I'm, I'm just gonna stop paying attention when games get released. Because first Zelda, and now Mighty Number no. 9. What next? I know! Fallout 4. I don't know. That'd be sad for me. That's... I know you don't care. That would be sad. Well, you that, should, that's should learn to care. I care, but... I care in my own way. My not caring way. <laughs> the, the look of horror in your face <laughs> was legit. <laughs> Jeff looked crushed. I, I, was, I get to deliver those news. I was... Because the biggest reason I was is because I was literally just thinking how excited I was yeah, for this so game excited, and yeah. how we're talking about the. Because I want, I'm going to get it for Wii U, um, because I want to play Mega Man on Nintendo. I just feel like that's where it belongs. I know it's not really the case, but that's how I want to do it, right? So, um, yeah, really. Um, so um, I was excited to play for my Wii U. We we're just talking about how the Wii U is going down, and that's one game for Wii U that I'm really excited for. Um, but it might not even be on the Wii U. And I think that maybe what if they just delay it till the NX. Well, maybe that's part of the problem with Red Ash, though. Like, look, I mean, this has had a kind of a weird development. It's been in development for, what, two years now? It was announced a while back, actually. Red Ash? No, no. Uh, Wait, never yeah. yeah. And maybe the people aren't... Like, they're starting a Kickstarter for another game, and they haven't even finished this one yeah. yet. And they're only one small company. They're not like a, like a you know, a Blizzard or whatever. This is a small indie company that had to get backing from customers in advance. And they're not even done the first game. Maybe they should have waited before they announced Red Ash until Mighty Number no. Nine was at least definitely coming that's out. That's a good point. Um, kind of a slight. It doesn't uh, inspire confidence. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. It, it's kind of a slight to everyone who did contribute to the Kickstarter. And it's like, wait a minute, you, you're not even finished the game that we helped fund through this crowdfunder. So that, yeah, eh, it's, it's weird. A little, little, it's little not bad. That's probably why oh, they didn't really make it. We they did they were like the first I think like a really big big name Kickstarter that kind of started this whole big development. Well, I mean, there's other Kickstarters that I'm sure that were successful, but this was a big one. This was like the biggest one pre Shenmue three, and this is kind of like the poster child for for recognizable names non indies to as a Kickstarter series and still not out. It's, you know the game. I think it looks pretty good, but some people are saying it's not doesn't play as well as as they thought. Anyways, I'm not going to worry too much about the rumors about the game itself, but but the point is that it's been in development for a long time, and to start another one before you've even proven that your first one is good just seems like a little bit of hubris. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think I think you're right on. You might you can disagree if you want, Xavier. Well, there's this new movement in Japan about the the authors, right? So the the first um, case that I can think of is the 
Inafune game, mm-hmm. my number nine. Then we have Koji Igarashi with uh, Bloodstained. Yes. And then Shenmue 3 with uh, Yu Suzuki. So it's a, it's a good movement. I think it's a, something is happening with corporate culture in video games in Japan that big name creators like like those three are, are going that way. You know Hideo so, Kojima will be next. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I was thinking that too. Exactly. Yeah. So regardless of, 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 of what's going on, because video game develop, development is usually very troubled. So we should expect be expecting this from smaller teams. The problem is that they have this such high profile. But I'm really excited. Whatever the uh, the quality of the games, the games themselves are already significant. Significant. So I, I think me. that I don't have a problem with my number nine or I mean I don't like this being delayed. But I don't have a problem with it being delayed. I have a problem with them kickstarting another project before. They're even close to finishing this one because, because you know, if it was coming out next month, then whatever, that's no big deal. But if they're delaying it, then that means they're not ready to start another game and to just already start funding it before this one's even come out. That's that's the only issue I have with it. You know, yeah. it sucks it's delayed, but I'd rather than delay it to make a good game. Mm-hmm. But to to make to delay it, but ask for money for another game that you're not ready to work on. That's that's my only yeah. problem. It just doesn't inspire confidence. But yeah, the problem is that that's the nature of development. Uh, probably the most of the development team is already done with Mighty Number no. Nine, so they need to move or just dismiss all the people. Depends how big the studio so, is. I have no idea. I actually really don't know how big. They're probably debugging, <laughs> so it's probably just engineering that's going into that. Could be. So they're probably concept artists and designers, and probably some engineers are don't have anything to do, so they have to move on. And since they are what they are, they need the money. So that's the only explanation that I can think of. That's a pretty valid yeah. one. I mean, it's possible. From a consumer standpoint, like a consumer is not going to care, really. That's not that's not their problem. They're, they You haven't even shown them a game yet. Why should they pay for you? As a developer, though, I do understand. That makes complete sense. But still, doesn't it doesn't look good on the surface. Whether, like like, like I'm saying, an average person is like not going to care about that. Mm-hmm. You know? And also, uh, Inafune is involved in this other game with uh, oh, yeah. for the PlayStation. Yeah. What was it? Re-something? No, the Recore Recore. for Xbox One. The Xbox. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, for, yeah. something weird is going on there. It's weird. Probably. Well, enough of that. <laughs> Bungie has... Uh, this is an interesting little article. So, Bungie has revealed its recast the role of Ghost in Destiny. Uh, Ghost is the little robot companion voiced by Peter Dinklage, who is Probably, a, I guess you could say a fan favorite on on Game of Thrones and all the other movies. He's a, he's a great actor. Uh, now, a lot of a lot of people had a lot of complaints that he kind of phoned in the role on uh, on on uh, Destiny. I mean, I've played it, and yeah, it's not really like the voice acting. Is yeah, his in his voice acting is. It, it didn't sound like he cared too much. Um, but they've actually he for the expansions and stuff. He's not doing the voices now. So, Game Informer reported video game acting legend Nolan North was brought in to do the voice of the player's AI companion in the upcoming expansion, The Taken King. But after seeing how well he did the job, he's now re-recorded all of Dinklage's existing oh, dialogue. That's burn, why I brought this up. Burn, yeah, so, And in quotes, We want a Nolan North version of Ghost to wake you up at the start of the journey at level 1 and follow you all the way to level 40. And creative director Luke Smith said creative director Luke Smith. So while the script has not been changed, Dinklage's dulcet tones are no more. They really wanted me to put my stamp on it, North said. Let me bring what I wanted to the role. You have to give it your own spin. For that reason, I specifically said I didn't want to hear anything that someone else had done, so I didn't have some preconceived notion of what it, what it has to be. And uh, yeah, and also, like I mentioned, Dinklage faced a lot of criticism for his unenthusiastic performance in Destiny. So they've replaced them. That's yeah. kind of weird, eh? Yeah, that is, that, that's kind of cool, though. But it's disappointing to hear that 
apparently like Dinklage's voice actor. I love Dinklage. So actor, do I. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing to hear that he only went half heartedly into a video game. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Maybe he was like eating breakfast at the time. And, you know, he's on, he's <laughs> literally on the phone. <laughs> he's just like reading the script. He's taking a poop and he's reading the script. And he's like, and then he's just not really into it. Maybe that was it. You know, people have things to do. They can't just be expected to go all into every job. I'm just kidding. Well, no, you're totally wrong on that. But because um, if you're getting paid to do it, you no, should, that was sarcasm. No, I know, you should I know. go in. I know, all I, know, in. I, know I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. If you're getting paid to do it, you should certainly go all in on that. Of course. So it's point here that such a a cool actor, is, really cool. Actor. Yeah, is kind of. Then we should get him on the show and ask him about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We'll maybe get a hold of him. Yeah, we'll. Uh, sure. I'll just give him. I'll get Reggie to call him. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about Pixels. Oh yeah, he was in that. <laughs> He's in <Yeah>. Pixels. Where yeah. <laughs> 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 want to talk to you? Have you seen that movie? No, you're gonna see it. I don't plan. Yeah, I've heard horrible things. Maybe when it comes out, maybe we should watch it for the show. Do you guys know the game Overthinker? No. He's a really. I will tell you, he's a fa- famous reviewer. He goes okay. by the name of MovieBob too. When he reviews movies, mm-hmm. he did a really conspicuous uh, movie review about Pixels. It's he was offended. He was, <laughs> I should watch he that. He was really, really offended by the movie. And yeah, everybody should should watch that because he says a lot of a lot of things that are related to the movie and also to the video games industry. On top of that, people should watch Red Letter Media's uh, review of Pixels. It's pretty funny. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen Red Letter Media. Great. Yeah. House in the back. Yeah, yeah, you were familiar with it. Yeah, I've been watching it for years. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it, we watched her half in the bag on that, mm-hmm. and they were not. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I recommend watching both of those because I'm gonna check the one you, you know mentioned. That? That's good. Yeah, what well, two more pieces of news left for me? Uh, another Mega Man news, but not this is not sad this time. Capcom has announced the digital and physical release dates for Mega Man Legend Collection, Legacy Collection. Jeez, Mega Man Legacy Collection will release on August 25th for PS4, Xbox, and PC. And early 2016 for 3DS, according to Capcom. Oh, Unity.com. cool! For 3DS? Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. The collection will retail for 15 USD for the digital. Now, physical editions will release sometime in North America in early 2016, PS4, Xbox One, and 3DS, and will retail for $30. <laughs> Double the price! I am going to buy the 3DS one, though, for the physical. Yeah, but, that's really cool. But it, no, double the price yeah. for physical? I know it's more expensive. I expect 5 Maybe ten, maybe, but double for a physical edition. What is up with that? It's still not that much, though. So. Thirty bucks is yeah, good. That's what I mean. But I mean, honestly, but, this. But when you just look at that, you know, people, percentage difference, it's people ridiculous. Are justifiably complaining that this is not even really worth it. Yeah. And the reason being is you can still get the PS2, GameCube, Xbox version of Mega Man Collection, which had all of them up until eight, I think, because that's all it was out at the point yeah. time. And this one doesn't even include. 7, 8, 9, or 10. It's only 1 to 6. So it's actually kind of a weaker one. I still want it, and I will get it. And it's only 30 things. Thankfully. And I actually do have the, the other one we're talking about, but I like I don't like collecting. It's fun. It's so sad, though. But isn't that the treatment they're, they're giving to Mega Man? They could have been... They're just rehashing his games every They're not decade. even... Like, they should have put all of them on it. Yeah. Set up to be this amazing collection. Maybe throw in Legends or something. When was the last Mega Man? That was 10. years ago, right? It was 10. It was like, what, 2010? 2011? Maybe? Well, like official. Let's, well, let's Nintendo. say five years ago. 10. You know, five well, years without a Mega Man game. Because there's a lot of like... Um, I think 10 might have been the last like, one. His, the Battle Network and stuff. No, that was, like after, that. That that was, was before. before that was Game Boy Advance era. And, and DS a little bit. Yeah. There may be a, a DS one that came out after, but I think 10 was the last 
main one. I don't think there was a new X game. No, no. Yeah, I think Ten might have been the last Mega Man game. You're right because I remember when he was announced for Marvel vs. Capcom as Fat Mega Man, people were angry, and that was like way back in like what 2010, 2010 or 11 or something. No, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was Cap. It was uh, Capcom versus Namco, oh. not Marvel vs. Capcom. Sorry, it was Namco. No. Was it Tekken? Tekken oh. cross Capcom. I don't know. Whatever. One of those crossover games. I know, I know games. what you're, I know what you're one, talking about. It was one Pac-Man was in. And uh, Fat Mega Man, which I think I love Fat Mega Man. He was in it. And that was way back in like 2011, 2012. Yeah, so, was in it too. Yeah. So the fact remains that there definitely wasn't a game, a new game after that. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a long time since a new Mega Man. They've kind of just like, they're kind of done. Mega Man gave them all this money. And now they are using it to buy... Remakes, HD, re- <laughs> HD remasters of games, which is not like a joke. They're, that's what they said. We are going to focus on re-releasing games in HD. Or in the case of Mega Man, we're going to charge you twice so you can own the disc. I've been Success, because pl- I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> I've been playing through all the old Mega Mans, um, and I, I haven't touched one yet, but on like 3, 4, and 5, I'm on like the Dr. Wily levels on all of those ones. And cool. They're tough. Yeah. They're really tough. Mega Man's hard, man. Yeah, Mega Man 2. I, I beat that one, but that, that took a while. Just follow so. Dwayne and Brando's song and you'll kick Mega Man's there two you ass. Go. There you go. He teaches, they teach you. It's good order. I've tried it. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, one more thing. I almost, so, earlier this week, I almost decided I'm going to go buy an Xbox that day. Xbox. Uh, I'm still might get one this weekend. I haven't decided. I mean, there's no point. I, I, I after I calm down for the news, I realize there's still no <laughs> point in me buying it right away. But I watched the Scalebound videos that they released and all the news they put out about Scalebound. Finally, oh yeah. It's, what is it about? It's an action RPG from Platinum, which I don't think they've ever done before. The dragon, you get to customize and, and grow your dragon, but you don't control the dragon. Your dragon's like an AI partner. It's kind of like Last Guardian in that respect. And you play as your own character. This I think his name's Drew. It's the setting is strange because it takes place, I think, on a place called Draconis, which is a little little stock. But, uh, but I don't know about the technology because the character has headphones and stuff. And when the battle when the battle started, you put the headphones on, you can hear cool music. And you're fighting these like weird. Cool it kid. is really cool. <laughs> well, he's twenty something. So he's actually not a punk teen, which is even better. <laughs> so you're you're fighting this giant monster, kind of like a monster hunter is kind of monster. Your dragon's fighting with you the entire time, and you, I guess, you make this bomb with the dragon. Has kind of a dragon heart feel because because <laughs> if he dies, you die, kind of thing, and. There's magic, but I think there might be technology too, and it's it's a I don't know. It looks really cool. I love the premise. Um, yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I really and I love platinum games, so I really want this game. So I like I started looking at the prices of Xbox to see if there's any anything worth. When's when Scalebound coming? Out? I don't know. <laughs> Sometime <laughs> next year. So just wait till it's out. First. Where everything else is next year. 2016 is the magical year of video games. <laughs> everything is supposedly coming out next year. We'll we'll see what actually comes out. Yeah. But uh, IGN has a massive article on on this, like a huge article. I recommend you guys and everybody else out there check it out because the game looks really cool. It looks like a. It doesn't. It makes you think a little bit of Last Guardian, but Last Guardian is gonna be this emotional puzzle game. This one looks like a fun action RPG with. You know, it's kind of like what's what's the trope of boy and his dog kind of thing, or you and your pet. But uh, yeah, it was enough to make me remember that I wanted an X-Bone again, and uh, we'll probably we'll get one. And that's all the news I have. Lots and lots of news. Lots of news this week. No, most of it not very great. <laughs> it is Gamescom too, so yeah, can... I, that's not everything, of course. But no, but there's yeah. always lots. Of Final Fantasy 15 released a trailer, a story trailer. Ooh. It's like a prequel. It's not exciting. It's, set, it's no, it's not. It's set. It's it's no gameplay. It just sets yeah. up 
sets up the, it. I think half the video is literally a grandfather holding the main character as a kid, oh. crying a little bit, a little, little sad. But uh, they're supposed to release some information about 15, so I didn't see anything read any of the articles about it yet, but hopefully they want to release it next year, again, 2016. So that'll be, that'll be fun. 2016, again, I come, it's, it's like a reverse Mayan apocalypse from 2012, where everything's supposed to end. 2016 is where all the good games are supposed to begin. <laughs> Life will begin anew. With yeah, exactly. Games in 2016. What are you most excited for? 2016. 15. For 2016. Oh, okay. Final Fantasy 15. Sorry. Uh, probably that because I still love Final Even though my excitement's not there right now, and I'm pretty sure the remake for Seven is not out next year. No. But you know, I'm excited for a lot. Like Game Last Guardian's up there, and I actually don't have a huge list of all the games that are coming out next year. Zelda, if it comes out next year, like, there's lots of games I want to yeah, play. X in general. Yeah, that would be huge. But from what from off the top of my head, Final Fantasy XV and Last Guardian are two of the ones I'm most excited for. What about you guys? Oh, Mighty Number no. 9 now? Yeah, Mighty Number no. 9, <laughs> definitely. How about you, Sadie? I'm excited for this year. Uh, I, Mario Maker and yeah, Star Mario Fox. Yeah, Mario Maker. Oh, wait, Star Fox. I forgot about that. Yeah. That Star looks Fox. okay. Excited for it? I'm going to play it. I'll yeah, play it. Yeah, I'll yeah. play it. Maybe my first Star Fox. I mean, when it I comes to... I think it'll be good as your first Star Fox. When it comes to Nintendo first party, like, they're... Flagship games, they're all, they're all good. Didn't we find one once where we, where we were like, that's a bad game? We've, we found a couple of, here's a first party uh, bad Nintendo game, Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Wii. Oh, that is not a good game. Yeah, but it, it wasn't um, love like a flagship game. Oh, well, Pokemon's flagship. The stadium series has been a staple since but since 64. Po- Pokemon's a flagship more or less for the portable. Oh, another one I came up with, uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2. Ugh, that is not a good game. That's the oh. only Mario game that I was disappointed in, and I've played. I still have to play that one. You have not played it yet. No. Prepare to be a little bit disappointed. Oh, it's boy. not that good. It makes the concept of collecting coins entirely meaningless. Mm. Even though oh, you're, that's just the coin. That's the coin one. Yeah. Gold Mario appears. I did not like that game, and and I love Mario. I love Mario games. Pretty much every Mario game. Mm. The only complaints I have with the new Super Mario series is the music is terrible. But that game itself was not fun, not memorable. I can't remember any fun stages or power ups. I just remember being like. I'm a little bored right now, and that never happens to me while playing a regular Mario game. But anyways, your point still stands. Most first-party Nintendo games are brilliant. And and for this for this year, for the second half of the year, I think we're getting like three of them. We'll get Mario Maker. Which or four if you consider Xenoblade. I do. So you, you have Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah. You have Mario Maker. Yep. Um, Star Fox mm-hmm. and uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. It's actually starting in September. Those are like... Big games for yeah. Nintendo. Starting in September, it's going to be a, just a landslide of new games for me. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to keep up. Oh, honestly. <laughs> and then, for me, it's like Amiibos and Animal the Animal Crossing stuff. and PlayStation 4, 3DS, and uh, Wii U are all going to have games I'm going to want a bunch of. And I'm going to want to find them. I think the next game I'm getting, actually, is called Until Dawn. I think that's out this month. And it's like a horror game for the PS4. I'm pretty, pretty excited about that's it. Cool. I'll let... You guys know about it once I've played it. And, and not to mention Fatal Frame. Oh, that's another one for the... Oh, me, me and Marshall were talking about that. We were really pumped for that. Yeah. There's a lot, man. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see the trailer for the special edition? Uh, no, 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 I, I didn't, didn't watch the trailer. But it's only for Europe. Why only? Of course. <sighs> that's why I couldn't find it. I was online looking for it. I was like, i got to pre-order this. I, want I, I, I sent the trailer to Marshall because yeah. I thought it was like, oh, Marshall's going to that the like piano this. one? Was she mm. playing the piano? No, I don't oh, know. Okay. I but it comes with a steel case, some books, and the game. Photos and, and, and stuff. Big yeah. Talks, yeah. You, you, well, I know you're going to get it. You're going to get that game? Fail Frame? Mm. Definitely. I can't wait. Well, we'll talk about I, that for I, I love survival horror. Me too. So, yeah. I think it's going to be It's great. Project Something in Europe, right? Project, Project Zero. Zero. Hey, I bet you uh, Marshall will come on the show for Fatal Frame. We could come back and 
maybe get our audience back <laughs> after the show basically almost fell apart once Marshall left way Sorry. back in episode 12 or whatever I think we, we could get like 500 subscribers if Marshall, Marshall comes. comes back for an episode it's just gonna spike up and then people are gonna revolt like get Lackey off the show <laughs> get Jeff off the show I'll fix that uh, yeah anyways I have news well you can consider my Wii U section in general What's this I got Legend, sandwich of, Legend of K today. it was released this week anniversary edition it was bad. It comes with a white case. That's oh yeah, yeah. It looks really like a, like a, they just took a bunch of extra Wii cases. Yeah. And <laughs> it looks bad in a bad way. Is it bottom of the barrel bad? Probably. We should play that. Um, what else? Splatoon. Splatoon update. Big update. It came up uh, yesterday. It's huge. It comes with new gear, new weapons, no new maps. Can but you? so I was I played this uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. I was playing. Urchin Underpass. Yes. Do you know what which one that is? I don't. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think I, I did play that one. Okay, so I was playing the game, and there's no, new, there's new music. That's cool. I like that. That's cool. Do I still have the annoying Callie and Mari every time you play? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's still there. Be I fresh. Hoping, yeah, I know. I was gonna go with. You go into. Uh, I was starting to play. So I, at this point, I kind of go into this automatic mode, and I'm concentrating in a higher level of. Of course, you're calculating everything. <laughs> yeah. You see, like the matrix. And then wait. <laughs> Zeros and one. What's yeah. this? The, the map is different. Oh, they, ah, they rebalance the map. That's good. Entirely. That's so it's really kind of like good. the same sh- the, the same shape, but but yeah. it, it has like more walls and more alleys and yeah. It's that's can cool. you name your cool. team? The teams that we can make. I don't know. I haven't played that mode. Well, I hope we can. They That'd changed. They changed the way you level up. So previously it was a P goal. You know, whenever whenever you you paint something, you get P's. Mm. Now it's about it, it's points. So if you if you paint at least two hundred piece, you get one point. If you paint four hundred piece, you get two points, and if you win, you get three points. So the maximum of points you can get uh, from one match is five points. And now I think from going to twenty to twenty one is twenty five points. So that's how it works now. Well, there we go. There we go. Big big changes. <laughs> that's, that's change, and uh, I saw the private uh, battle mode and the uh, squad battle. So. Yeah, there are new modes that we should try, but yeah. Oh, and I tried the the, the bucket. Oh yeah, oh, splooser. It? It's great. Splooser, uh, <laughs> splooser. You were right. It acts like sort a of like a, like a shotgun, cool. but the 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 paint goes up and down. Oh, so oh, if someone arcs. is behind a wall, you can actually like throw throw the, Very the paint. It will, it so, will fall. do you think the best team would be one of every weapon type? But now we have you have five weapon types because I tried the other. The uh, it's What's like um. I don't know how you, how you call it. It's like, it's like a barrel, and it's in, <gasps> in, in it's in it's you, re, you remember that the, the, the in in Team Fortress the big guy the, the Russian Gatlica. guy, yeah, yeah. like it's chain so chain you, you yeah, yeah so, like a chain paintball guy yeah so you you press the, the the fire button and it doesn't it doesn't shoot but it starts charging yeah. Yeah. it starts spinning yeah. then you release it and, and it, it shoots a bunch of a, a lot of uh, paint, like paint bullets. You had me a barrel. That's a, <laughs> it's not really, though. It's really cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's a very innovative weapon for them to have, too, because it's cool that they go towards the sploosh or whatever you call it, um, the paint can, um, which is the slosher, sorry, um, that is a very traditional paint. You can easily see that, and then they kind of take more of a very heavy-duty weapon turn back uh-huh. to it. It's cool how they're, they're mixing it up. Yeah, and, like it. and they announced the paint shiv coming out soon, too. <laughs> Everybody, uh, a lot of players were, were, prison break. were using the bucket weapons a lot. Yeah, and, another new. And it's it's quite difficult. They have a lot of reach, and it, you can shoot really often. 
pretty frequently. So that's and cool. I really want to try this now. And your your paint lasts for for a long time. I can work check out. Let's all go. Let's all go paint yeah. buckets. It's all sploosh all over the place. And then amiibos. Oh, amiibos. So fuck amiibos. So they release uh, uh, some dates for Amiibos. Wave 5B is coming out in September 11 along with Mario Maker. And then September 25th, I think, it's a three-pack, uh, the retro three-pack mm-hmm. with uh, Duck Hunt, Rob, and Mr. Game & Watch. Mm. Now, they there are some pre-orders on next Saturday coming out in for EB Games. So apparently it's exclusive. I'm not really sure. Whatever. But anyway, not for Canada yet. So we probably won't get it. Me Fighters were also announced as a three pack. Makes sense. Yeah, that's a good one. And the other thing is, is that Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer was released was released in Japan (laughs) along along with the along with the cards, the amiibo cards. Oh, there's a hundred or so cards, right? There's a hundred or so cards. They must be pretty cheap though for Series One. Series. uh, So this is the way I I I understand it so far. Series One has a hundred different cards, and then Series Two is uh, another number. Probably another hundred. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo release, releases Series One, and that's all they had. They thought, well, this is enough. And then in September, there's going to be a Wave Two, which is Series Two of the Amiibo cards. So they sold out. There's shortages. Their people are riding. Yes. <laughs> they, so Hands on fire. Right? Those cards are not to be found anywhere. So Nintendo canceled Series Two, and they're going to do a. A, a second wave of, of oh. so already in Japan, just in Japan, we have the shortages. Wow. Fucking Nintendo. Now these, these are cards. cards. These are cards. Yeah, but here's the problem: there's the shortages. But also, in the case of Amiibos, it's the same figure, right? Yeah. Same figure here, and there's just different packaging. In the case of the cards, it's not because in the, the name oh. of the game is different. The name of the character characters are different, so yeah. those are exclusive to Japan. So they have to be producing. Different cards for each each part of the world. Some in Spanish, some in German, some in French. It'll be some easy in to English. get the you know to get an import one. Won't be as easy. No, no, no. So that option doesn't. Sid, you have a question for you. Uh-huh. Cards. Cards are cheap. You could buy a pack, about fifteen Magic cards in a pack for about four or five dollars. Surely these Amiibo cards must be pretty affordable for a hundred of them to collect. What I heard, they must be like what fifteen for ten dollars. What I heard is that every pack comes with three cards: two regular cards and one shiny card, and it was like seven thousand yen, which is like seven bucks for three cards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The price is gonna be around there, probably ten bucks. I don't know for three cards. Eight, nine, I don't know. Plus, plus taxes. And that might be the most ridiculous thing. And it's sold out. It's, especially with the redundancy of, of card collecting. When you said there's a hundred cards. Yes. Different cards. Yes. That's not... It's not that exciting. And, and, it's the figures are figures. And it's, it's not enough where there's not going to be... You're not going to buy, you know, however many packs you need. Can you not see what's you'll, in the pack? You'll get doubles. You'll get Are you doubles. serious? They're, they're making it like... You know you're going to get oh, lots of doubles. Okay, so they're making it like a TCG, except you just use these cards for, to bring in some crap into the Animal Crossing or whatever the hell. When that game looked boring. Mm-hmm. What well, was Mario Party, right? Light? <sighs> no, no. This was the... the, the hat- no, Happy Home is different, isn't it? No, Happy Home is the house oh, 3DS one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one's the uh, Wii U one, right? Is that the one we're is talking about? The Happy Home Designer? No. Oh, that's... this is for Happy Home Designer. Yeah, yes. I, I was thinking of the, the OS Amiibos for the Amiibo Wii U Festival. One, which is only four figures. Oh, gross! Yeah, this eight. is for a really, That's stupid really... build. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I, th- they... I think they're eight figures. What are they thinking? I don't know, but well, I, I no, wasn't. It's good plan. They're making a lot of money. I no, it's not. Either it's they're making good money, it's not good. Money. It's, it's not good, good for them. Good. It's oh. good for them. Sure, but of it's, like it's what they want. Stupid. 
Boo! <laughs> I was I was not convinced. Then I saw a video like oh, a, yeah. a packaging cards, and I got I got converted. You know, I'm not gonna buy those. I want them all right here. This guy. Oh man, I want them all. <laughs> so bad. Are they are they nice looking cards? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ugh. I know I'm wrong. You were you were in the wrong this time. But I gotta get all those amiibo, even the even the cards. Well, there we go. Sagey's gonna be good for collecting yeah. for a long wow. time. Wow, you're gonna have a lot to collect. Just yeah, wait. Yeah. Well, hey, Sagey, I'll okay. take your doubles off you. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Any extra cards? Yeah, okay. you can donate to the show or something. Sure. <laughs> no, wait, if, if you might like them too much and start collecting too. Oh, so it's that's dangerous. True. Dangerous so, stuff. Do we know a North American release date for those? I don't even know when the game's coming. Yeah. Whenever uh, Amiibo Festival comes out, yeah. or I bet you. Do you think? One more question. Do you think they would hold off releasing Amiibo Festival to make sure they had? No, of course, of course not. <laughs> you just, they're just gonna release what they have, and the people, you know, scalpers and oh, the scalpers for cards. That's exciting. That's gonna be. That's gonna be bad. Because we've the had... scalper situation, man. Because what, what, what are they gonna do? Are they gonna open the, the packages, or they're now. gonna counterfeit? Counter- no, cards. they'll open the package and sell them the singles for way more. Yeah, rare ones, yeah. just like TCGs. Yeah. Some magic cards go for two, four hundred dollars, depending on rarity. Now, ideally, this one won't have rare cards, but I bet you it will because Nintendo's insane, and this is insane. But look, we've had way too much fun. It's time to get to Jeff's topic. So up next, <laughs> historical games. All right, we're back. Um, Thanks for that beautiful segue. <laughs> go ahead, left. Tell us about historical uh, games. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk about my favorite game series that I've mentioned many times on the show before, which is the Total War game. Oh right, I think so you mentioned that. We'll, we'll start off with that a little bit. Um, they have many, many different games that kind of branch out through different um, periods. Of How many uh, Total War games are there? Well, you know? this, look it up. the thing, the thing too, is that there's. There's Shogun, which was their very first one that came out in 2000. That's a rare game because you don't find it anymore. I've seen that game. It's it's not so hard to find or so easy to find. Apparently, it's terrible. So I've never actually played that one. I've seen it. I know I've seen it. And then there's Medieval 1, which is another one I haven't played, which is a little bit of a harder one to find. Okay. Um, But I want to talk about their most recent game first, which was Rome 2. They had their first successful game was Rome Total War, which came out in like 2000-something. Hmm. Um, and uh, this was Rome 2, which came out two years ago. And I was extremely excited for this game. I actually took a week off of work <laughs> so I could play it. Um, so basically, the way the game is, is it it's a turn-based strategy game with RTS elements. Okay. So the way the game works is you control um, one of the, a faction. There's 117 playable factions in Rome 2. And it's they vary. You can there you can be the Romans, right? You can be and you pick whatever house you want to be. You can be Carthaginians, which is like I North, love those guys, North Africans, yeah. and then you can be someone like Egypt, Parthia, yeah. other places you've never heard of. I like being Carthaginians. There you go. There you go. That's my favorite <laughs> um, Ginian. <laughs> so the game begins in the year two seventy two BC, and it lasts for three hundred years. Is what you play through. You can play more than that, but the objectives end in. Years. There's nothing over um, six thousand years, right? Because Earth wasn't. Really no, no, exactly right. All right, right cool. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, in both, I think each turn is about six months. Okay. So you play each turn. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. You guys, games weird. 
<laughs> so the, the biggest thing that I really like the Total War series is for strategy fans, I find it has the best of both worlds with the turn-based strategy where another hugely popular historical game, Civilization, which I'm sure everyone here has at least heard of or played. Yeah, I, ever, heard, right? I actually looked a little interesting. Yeah, so Civilization is probably the most you know popular and famous uh, turn-based strategy game. And the thing that that it has, though, is there's a lot of city management, cultural management, things like that, which is what these games are kind of famous for. But there's no real battles. It's just like, click here, battle's over. Um, the way Total War takes place is it switches to an RTS. So that's kind of like your StarCraft, your Age of Empires okay. type game. So it for strategy fans, it really blends both, and it blends them together very, very well. Um, Rome 2, uh, like all their games, they have a ton of expansions. They're all historical-based. Um, I have them here. The first one is Caesar and Gaul, which is Julius Caesar conquering Gaul. Et tu, Brute? Yeah, look at this. I'm so surprised you knew that. <laughs> uh, Hannibal at the Gates, which is the legendary Carthaginian general. So it's not based off Hannibal Lecter? No, no, no. The first Hannibal. Real quick, is there any console versions of these games? No, okay. no. That's what I wanted never. to know. I was curious. Good, good. And then the last one they, well, not the last one, but the, the one they had was Imperator Augustus, which is about Augustus Caesar, cool. who started the, the empire. And then Wrath of Sparta, which is before Rome, and it's the Peloponnesian War, which is between Sparta and Athens. So this is 300? No, it would be before 300. <laughs> is, or is, after it, 300. is it as historical as 300 with the witches and magic and <laughs> rhino people? 300 is very historically based yeah. <laughs> and, and accurate at that. No, but Oh, shit, I should have included that as in your list, though. There's been some 300 games. There probably has been. That's historical games. Which is based <laughs> off the Battle of Thermopylae, which is a battle that actually happened. Good times. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah, probably not. Depends on which side you're on. <laughs> um, so that, that's a really good one. It's one of the newest ones. Um, yep. Another one that I'm going to touch on quickly is, is the medieval Total War. Um, this set takes place between the year 1080 to 1530. Okay. Um, it's uh, very medieval European, so there's English, French, Holy Roman Empire, Portugal, Spain. Those Dragons. Are... Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, and that that's kind of the, the basis of this game, and the kind of the element to this is that there's the Pope and the Papacy. And Ooh, yeah, and uh, he sends people on crusades. And you, if you're sounds pretty fun. If you're a Christian nation, if you don't abide by the crusade, you're going to get excommunicated. And it kind like of America. Has... <laughs> and then you can play as, as Eastern factions, and there's jihads. I'm rather sorry, than America. Uh, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Now, I uh, people like you nerds play these historical games, but then there's the nerds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm joking. That's a good. But but but, uh, but seriously, uh, I just want to make a comment. So. Uh, these games are very historically accurate, I take it, right? They, they are. And yeah. they have little tidbits of info about what was going on during that right. time frame. So do you think it would help to get all the people who say, I wish I lived back in the medieval times because I'd be a knight. Would it be helpful for them to play this game to realize that their life would be miserable? See, not this game in particular. Oh, that's too bad. Because this is more <laughs> just city management, but there are other ones right. that would, yeah. So I want to help people who think that <laughs> living in the Middle Ages is way better than now. Yeah, no, they definitely need, not. They should play definitely one of those not. games. Okay, good. Let's um, keep going. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get through these quickly. Um, the next one is Empire Total War, which is kind of like 1700s to 1800s, mm-hmm. muskets, cannons, cavalry, that kind of stuff. You're taking us through history. Yes, I, I'm exciting. trying to. Here it comes. Um, there's a, a few expansions for, for Empire Total War that... Napoleon Total War. This was the first Total War game I played mm-hmm. because I will admit this: I love Napoleon. That's a cool cover, but he looks a little tall. He is not short. Oh, so, well, that's yeah, not right. That's okay. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Napoleon. I read his biography and stuff. I, I like them in Dynamite. 
Dynamite? Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. I, here's the thing. Okay. I don't know anything about no, this, so I gotta make quips. That's fine. That's okay. I, I expected that. Um, so Napoleon Total War is actually probably the, one of the best expansions they did for any of their games. Cool. Really good. Um, and then the other expansion they had for Empire was about uh, Native Americans in America. And Literally. that's the cool thing about Empire is that it had the biggest map. It had India, Europe, and America. So there's a lot to do. It sounds like a the big games at least. It, they're huge. Now, he, here's the one I think you might be the most interested in, and this was Shogun 2. So, this is basically 16th century feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place uh, at, right after what was called the Onin Wars, which was kind of like some, some wars over being the Shogun, which was cool. like king of Japan, right? So, originally it was like the Ashikaga Shogun, mm-hmm. and then it's all about, and this is a lot what history tells us too, is that all these clans fought for control of Japan, and that was Sengoku Jidai, which translates to the age of the country at war. And it's a, cool. it's a historical period in Japanese history. And there's lots of different clans that have different kind of abilities. Uh, a few of them. Takeda, mm-hmm. Chosokabe, Tokugawa, and cool Shimazu. Does it cover uh, The Last Samurai as well? Follow the Samurai? <laughs> Follow the Samurai. Tom Cruise? No. <laughs> I think that's a lot more modern. Um, and then they have um, a expansion called Fall of the Samurai, right. which is the most modern Total War game in the 19th century. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I got in Total War. These sound pretty... I'll give you, you know... They I, sound interesting, I, right? I always give you a hard time because it's fun. Uh, I think it's cool that Sega does it. Somebody's in that Sega logo on there makes me think of, <laughs> of, of warm things like Sonic and stuff. So when I look at that, I don't instantly think, oh, I don't like this game. Because I'm not big on RTSs. I'm no, not big on yeah. historical games. But it looks kind of like from what you've, you... You clearly love this series for a reason. I imagine it's... Like, like we love Final Fantasy and Sadie doesn't get that... It's kind of how I feel about a lot of these it, games. It really would it's be. Probably pretty, you know, pretty there's a lot of great elements, and, you know, some of it is a little kind of tedious when you're just managing your cities and things mm-hmm. like that. If you're not into a game that involves, like, management, then you might not be type of your game. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have historical battles where you can partake in actual historical battles that were relative to the time period. So that kind of show you, you kind of have, like, a... Your win conditions are pretty yeah, clear. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, for example, with Napoleon Total War, there's the Battle of Waterloo where Napoleon famously was finally defeated after he returned. And you can do it. You have to do it as Napoleon. Hey. And you have to win a battle that Napoleon lost Stop in. Stop teaching people things. So, very... This is bonus <laughs> We're edutainment. Come on. <laughs> you're, you're, you're sneaking in historical facts here. I don't like this, Lef. I don't want people learning things. Come on. I, like <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like a big Napoleon nerd. So. You have a poster in your wall, aren't you? No, I, I, you would. I would. I, I, would. I, would, I would put it up. That's pretty so. cool. Uh, do you have any historical games? I do have some historical cool. games. All right, so I, I thought really hard about historical games. Evo Search for Eden, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Pokemon Conquest and Pokemon uh, Conquest. Yeah, it's 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 the one where you're 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 it's you team up with uh, it's feudal Japan with Pokemon. It's an RDS game, and you're fighting like Nobunaga, and has like historical Japanese. Are you just figures. making fun of me? Or you no, no, this is serious. You don't play Pokemon Conquest. No, it's a DS game. It's a Man, strategy game. I want to try it. You can borrow it if you That's want. That's cool. Yeah, uh, so Pokemon Conquest, and and this last one is actually a little bit serious. Uh, Shadow Hearts for the PS2. Okay, awesome RPG, JRPG. It's not historical, like. Like I'm, I'm taking a piss on it, yeah. but it, it takes place in like the eight, late 1800s. Okay, and uh, there's like mythological creatures and shit, like uh, werewolves and vampires. It's kind of like a, it's just like a fantasy. It's a little yeah. bit like a horror uh, RPG. I played it when it came out. I love that game, but uh, it took place like 200 years ago. And, like you go to like America and stuff and, and Europe, and yeah. So, so those are my uh, 
Historical game. Uh, Eve, by the way, Evo Search for Eden. Prehistory game. Love that game. Amazing game. It's about evolution, though, which is a little... You know, I, I always make... I always before keep, everything. Right. I, I tease you about um, history, but I love prehistory. I'm That's very great. interested in ancient Earth, not ancient alien Earth, <laughs> not fundamentalist creationist Earth, but like like the millions of years ago and, and all the various eras and... And all that stuff. I, there's not many games like that. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. There's not a lot of games that take... Because well, I guess no one really knows what's really going on. And there's not like... You don't have to be any human characters That's and stuff. That's the thing. There's, without recorded history, it's hard to remember. That's what's cool about Eden. Search for Eden. Because yeah. it, it basically you just go through this cartoonist version as of... as a fish. Yeah. Then you evolve to an amphibian. Then a reptile. Then I a mammal. So. They'll go through the various ages. Human, have yeah. you played Evo? Search for it seems like a game you'd really time. like. Great. But those are all good games. The Turtles in Time. <laughs> They travel back in <laughs> yeah. real time. It's not like it's fake time. It's it's it's, it's yeah. actually I should have thrown in like Mario's missing or something. Yeah. I was I was actually Mario's time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and, the one. Yeah, and but that's it's like it talks about King Kong and it's like Matt yeah, yeah. King Kong <laughs> like to like what building he was yeah. on. It's like well that was fictional. So all right, um, what other series? I think there's a big one we haven't talked. Well, about. the big, other big one here is Assassin's Creed, which is very fictitious history. But they um, they did a lot of research. But they right? they do, and they have real. Historical figures in it. I have some quickly. So yeah, go, go for it. For Assassin's Creed 1, they have Richard de Sable, who was a Grand Master of the Knights Templar. Love that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And Richard the First King, of, Richard the First of England. Way better than the second. Definitely. Now, in the second, and that, in the first one also took place during the Crusades in Jerusalem. Crusades were cool. Yeah. Well, except no, they're horrible. Actually, they're um, terrible. <laughs> the second, second Assassin's Creed takes place in Italy during the Renaissance. Yeah, I know about that one. Yeah. You have Leonardo da Vinci in there, right? Yes. That's yeah, cool. Perfect. Yeah, I like him. Have, He's my favorite master. They have actually a lot. Um, they have the whole Borgia family, which was a corrupt group of officials who ran the Catholic Church. Right. And they're heavily represented as the bad guys in the game. And so the Borgias are in it. Leonardo da Vinci and Niccolo Machiavelli are all in uh, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 2. Assassin's Creed 3 is American Revolution. That's pretty cool. So they have big figures like George Washington, Paul mm-hmm. Revere, other American revolutionaries. 4 is... Pirate Simulator. Yes. And it. there's... I, I I haven't played this one, and I looked it up, couldn't find anybody. I actually don't they know. They have, like, Blackbeard in it, who's, like, not... Doesn't count. Exactly, right? I haven't played it. I, I, my, my girlfriend played it. She loves it, but I don't really know. I don't know historical figures, so I couldn't tell you. It looked... Like, I think the time frame and stuff was accurate. Yeah. And uh, the, the way they... They, they do a good job portraying yeah, they do. that. It's that really area. cool. And then the fifth one that came out, uh, Unity was called... Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. ...during the out. French Revolution, and they have big characters like Marquis de Sade, who is a sadistic person who the word sadist was oh, created. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, crazy. Um, Napoleon is in... Oh, is he? Yeah, he is. Do you have that one? No, I've you never played it. it I really do. Megan and then uh, Maximilien Robespierre, who's a French revolutionary, who I know really well... But is that because he's part of your family? No, <laughs> yeah, just because I I'm I read a lot of French Revolution and he's right. one of the big figureheads. Um, uh, what about Liberation? Uh, the see, I I know that there's a lot of spinoffs. There's like Rogue as well yep. and Liberation. I didn't want to go into. I just oh, went into the the okay. main ones. But you're right, there are other ones as well. They honestly, I, from what I hear, they they from what you're saying, they do a really good job. Covering, they do, yeah. they do, they they hit real historical people and they do it's a good cool. job. Yeah, just a few. We're running out of time, so I just <laughs> have a few more honorable mentions. Please do. Genghis Khan, uh, Clan of the Grey Wolf. You're gonna see that sometime. For, yeah, we'll we'll see it soon. Um, it's a Super Nintendo game. It's about Genghis Khan. If you don't know who Genghis Khan is, look him up. I don't have time to tell He's you. He's like Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little taller. Another great one is the Dynasty Warriors games. You have something to say? I got tons of things to say. What? No, I just jumped in. Yeah, do what I do. Just jump yeah. in all the time. Please, Seiji, go for it. We have a few minutes. I want to talk about history in general. Okay. 
there's this big mix, misconception as it is with mathematics about history it, it's it's pictured or, or portrayed as boring it really is not <laughs> no of course it's, it it's about context you see if someone talks to you about some people that you don't know you're you're out, out completely out of, out of context so it is boring but his humans are historical by nature sure every time you 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 talk about something that happened you're talking about history even though it's the context is really really small and very mm -hmm. personal but history is really not about dates and people that you don't know and, and it's really hard to understand history from that point of view you have to really see history in the right context which is something that is meaningful to you right and you understand why things came to happen the, came to be the, the way they are now for example and i and i and i know that you like history because you loved uh console wars in console wars is a historical but yeah i always i tease no i understand it's not, it's not a, a, an area i'm passionate about i like other things but mm -hmm. but I, of course i appreciate history and i think that these types of games are really cool for their own reason yeah so what, what, what i'm really Here saying you. is that if you find the, the, the if you make some effort contextualize yourself into a certain era and then you get familiar on mm -hmm. a certain uh, something that is personal to you you will find history very important I want to mention some uh, the best video game channel video game design channel which is extra credits I don't know if I you like guys that one. Been... so extra credits they have um, different types of videos and one of them one of the video uh, series they have is extra history and they, oh yeah, I saw it and didn't watch. <laughs> those are amazing. Are are really good. I really want to recommend those. Mm -hmm. In video game development, usually video game designers are really into history because because it touches a lot of the things that we like, which is uh, like series or a chain of events. Mm -hmm. Which really is is how you think of as a video game designer. You think of of chain of events like this happens and then this happens and then this happens. So you you always try to contextualize a player in order to understand their journey in, in the video game like their history right so I don't, I don't know if you, if you uh, guys remember James he's a really big history buff and a lot of designers uh, like history a lot and a lot of games even the, the ones that are not historical have some sort of inspiration sure, or they throw everything. in references and th things like that um, you can't and you have to have that I mean you can't not have it because that humanities is built on and you can't as a video game designer, it gives you the opportunity to actually put some stuff in there so that people can learn about other stuff. Yeah, definitely. The probably the biggest series of games as of lately is Call of Duty. Oh, right, and, I was gonna mention and, that. Yeah. And it's completely a historical game. I mean, mm -hmm. it, Metal is, of Honor. It, it is a game about shooter about shooting. But I remember when I, I used to like a lot uh, Call of Duty Two. He has these cutscenes in the middle. What they tell you exactly what happens about D Day and all that, all that stuff, the different battles, and yep. it puts you there. So it can be interesting. And finally, I want to talk about the probably one of the most important games in video game history is the Oregon Trail. Oh, and, right, right. And yeah. That is that is historical yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. It talks about the the journey to what about um, to the west of the United States. At the same time, uh, Custer's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I I had that one like scribbled. I, did, I had that too. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if I'm going to bring this up right That's now. a historical game, right? Yeah, in a way. <laughs> in a way. Yes, it is. Terrible. Actually, terrible. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, Oregon so Trails, that's, that's a cult classic. Um, I actually had one other one to throw in, a semi-serious one, The Order 1886. Yes, uh, that, that yeah. is a good one. They captured the time they, pretty well. And, and they reference actual historical figures yep, as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so history is all around you. All around you don't even you. know it. <laughs> Open your eyes. Don't be, a, don't be another Rob. Listen to history. Let, let, check, check those history games out. Go get Napoleon Total War. 
Do you need the regular Total War? No, nope, no, nope. this is a standalone. See, you don't, you don't even need, don't need, need the main just game. Go get it, yeah. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it, though, right? Yeah, We ran a little long, yeah. but that's okay because we had some cool facts from Sagey and Left. And some great input for me with my uh, <laughs> Evo Search for Eden. Definitely check out my favorite historical games, TMNT, of course, Turtle Time, another great game, like I mentioned. Time Crisis. Uh, Tur- C- Dinosaur Custer Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> don't play Custer Revenge. Everybody knows what that is. That's it's terrible. If you don't, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd covers it better than, than we could. Porn games, I yeah, I think it's... So. <laughs> yeah. Just a teaser of what that so game is about. Next topic next week will be Boner Barrel Porn Games, right? No, <laughs> kidding. That's, that's, we're going to save that for our 100th episode. <laughs> Alright, well thanks for listening guys. Uh, YouTube, you should definitely go there and subscribe. We need 475 more people. Uh, it'll be a big deal. We'll do a celebration. Uh, Sage, you might smile. Sage, you always smiles. I'm just kidding. And maybe he'll laugh a little bit. Bonesbarrel.com is our website. Articles... Come up, you know, one coming up soon, right? That's exciting. Hey, we have one, so now we know that they can exist. Oh, man. And lots of new episodes on, on YouTube coming up. And we're a little delayed with Dragon Ball Month, but they're coming. Dragon Ball is like a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We should do Dragon Ball. I don't bring it up very often. Dragon, Dragon Ball yeah. episode? We just didn't do a month on it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I want to thank you guys all for listening. Uh, this is Rob. And Left. And Take you. See you later.